Amy Bears Garden Center joins us. How are you, sir? Jeff, I'm doing good. Looks like you brought some uh, fun stuff I, in. I bought a bunch of different things, and uh, we'll do visuals over the radio. Yeah. I'll take a picture and post it. Right, right. Uh, interesting, though, I remember you know uh, the month of August. I remember in late May and June talking about, man, if this is early summer, let's see what August <laughs> is going to be like. August hadn't been too bad. No, well, uh, rain, and because of that, cloud cover and... And, yeah, and it's been cooler, and I don't know, I haven't checked the temp. Yeah, it's 83 right now, yeah. and they said it might just stay around 82, 83. That's right. The it's the last, the last few days have been that way, and uh, so I think you know, we got a chance of August being somewhat mild, comparatively speaking, because it could have been horrendous if, if it would just been, uh, you know, um, a little bit hotter than it was in late May and June. It could have been really, really tough, so... I know it's wet, but uh, that's one benefit is the cloud. So that's that's a positive, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So uh, what's on your well, mind? Well, but uh, but these with days? the uh, with the the rain comes weeds. So I, I I bought a few weeds in just to kind of discuss. And there's one common denominator with all weeds, and that's seeds. Mm-hmm. And so you know we talked about a few weeks ago is that the best prevention of weeds is to get them before they seed. You know some weeds. Will divide underground with rhizome, and, and the roots will spread definitely. But but many of them, if not all of them, will produce seed, and that seed is what really causes uh, a major problem, especially in beds. And the problem when it comes to lawns is that usually the the the, the weeds are coming where the lawns are kind of thinner and and or maybe some damage, and so those seeds will drop and come up. In the flower beds or, or in the shrub beds and the landscape beds, you always have gaps where there's no plants. And so those those seeds will drop and come up. So I just bought a, a few in to uh, kind of show. And this is a very common one people see. And it's called pigweed. And, Jeff, you can see at the top of that, right? Yeah. That's a little seed stem. And all those little these little balls will make seeds and drop all over. And they're going to shoot out from the other side. And they will... This time of year, you see pigweed all over, and it's real aggressive, and it's mostly propagated by seed. Does it stay low to the ground? No, it's no. going it, to. It does come up. It does come up. So it's going to be actually upright. It'll get up, you know, 18, uh, 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 24 inches. This is another one common we see right now, and uh, it's one called chamber bitter. And uh, you can actually see the seeds. And anybody goes to those leaves, and you can see the seeds underneath it. It makes a ton of seeds, and all these little little uh, seed balls will turn hard, and then they're going to uh, to drop. And again, if it just you know manual eradication is is easier said than done, but boy, it is very very effective uh, this time of year for you know most of the. Uh, the, the weeds that come out. Um, this is another one. This is it's more prostrate. It hovers the ground. Again, these little seeds are all over it, and it will just uh, envelop. It will get into the cracks of, uh, of the uh, uh, patio pavers. And, uh, uh, and, and then uh, another one, I, I, didn't, I couldn't find any. Uh, it's called purslane. Very common. This is the very one we sell in the spring. But it is a native purslane, and it, again, purslane that we sell makes beautiful flowers, but it also makes seed. And so if you would leave that bed alone, purslane will germinate when temperatures get hot. So purslane will die when it gets cold. So when it dies in the winter, and you leave that bed alone, the purslane seed will start to germinate in May, and they will grow and come back 
very effectively. Well, the same thing with the weeds, but right now it's warm. So you see purslane uh, growing, wild purslane growing, and they're making those seeds and just uh, 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 spreading uh, everywhere. And then, of course, the, uh, all the ones I've just talked about are broadleaf weeds, meaning the the the, uh, uh, the, 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 sh- the the leaf itself is either round or oblong or some kind of wide shape, whereas this one right here, it looks like a grass because it is a grass. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, you see at the top, mm-hmm. and this one right here is uh, uh, crabgrass. And all those little the, the little shoot that it makes, and the, and the biggest issue with crabgrass and Dallas grass is that it makes these little uh, shoots that, that uh, make the seed. The problem with these shoots, you can cut the grass, and two or three days later, the shoots are already up. And so, you, you know, you have a perfect cut lawn, but then these shoots come up, and they don't look that good. Yeah. And then, and then it drops the, uh, uh, the seed all over, and they continue to grow. And, and just remember, with all the weeds I've just gone over, they're all annual weeds, meaning that they won't come, if you get a, a, a decent cold winter, uh, they will freeze out completely. The problem is, is that the seed will not freeze out. So if you don't maintain this, you can you can actually uh, uh, you know you can cut the grass and weed out. But if you don't stay diligent about it and prevent these weeds from making seed, those seeds at some point are just going to stay in the ground when it gets cool and not germinate. But they're going to germinate when it warms up again. So that's why we talk about spraying pre-emergent weed killers, and that usually starts around in November to prov- to kill the seeds that did not sprout and are still in the ground are just waiting for some warm temperatures to come up. Now you can say, when are they going to come up? It depends on the seed. Uh, you know, burrweed will actually start germinating in January-ish, depending on temperatures, whereas a lot of the grassy-type weeds will not germinate till late late uh, March or April when re- temperatures really warm up a lot and are consistently warm at night, too. So many weeds require a different uh, time to spray those pre-emergence or to broadcast pre-emergence, but it's all the same. You, the best way to combat it is to prevent it from coming up. That's the easiest. You get them before they start, and uh, and it 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 uh, it really works out well. Now, this one I brought here, Jeff, is not a weed. It looked better when I first did it. Okay. But, <laughs> but anyway, this is lantana, and lantana for most people are most is more of a ground cover. Well, this one we actually we planted in a pot of the nursery. This is about three feet tall, so it's really an upright plant. And the old lantanas from years ago, that's what they did. They were actually a, a bush. And uh, I just broke off a leaf, but it's a pretty pink and white flower. A lot of people, uh, you know, um, called this uh, ham and eggs and a lot of different colors. The ham and eggs were yellow and white. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and, and it doesn't show it here, but it's actually a, a gorgeous bush with a lot of flowers upright as opposed to what most people know as lantana as being a ground cover this is actually a uh lantana bush okay all right now uh this one i just brought by because actually you know one thing about the good thing about online and and all that is people are seeing things that they can do that they never never knew before and we've been getting a lot of questions on air layering uh which is basically a way of of c- cutting into the uh, the bark of a plant and packing it with this. And what I'm showing Jeff here is a bag of sphagnum moss and just p- 
packing this around it. You can actually take a little rooting hormone and dust it on that wound. You basically envelop, you take off the, all the woody part of the, uh, of the stem, all of it is the whole thing. You, you dust some of the rooting hormone and you pack it in this wet sphagnum moss and wrap it in, in either aluminum foil or, or plastic. You wrap it. And if you keep that, that, that uh, sphagnum moss wet, you will actually make a root off of a plant. You just cut the plant and then you have a new plant. It's commonly done with figs. But I'm just finding out that, you know, we kind of lost touch with all that maybe 30 or 40 years ago, but because people are seeing how things can be done and you can actually, instead of reading it, you can actually see the visual of someone doing a, 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 a just kind of a, a short feature on this one, air layering, air layering. It's real easy to do and it's a great time to do it. So, so you would say, well, why would you go through all that trouble uh, to air layer a plant? And you could do it with a, a house plants. You could do it with many different plants, e- even annuals you could do it with. But why would you go through that trouble? Uh, and I guess the easiest answer for that is, especially when it comes to fruiting plants or plants that maybe have been in your family a long time that you want to keep, it's, is when you do an air layer, which is technically a cutting but you're actually rooting it before you cut it so that the guarantee of its success is much greater than just take cuttings and let them root, is that you're going to get the exact plant that you started with, meaning that many people love, uh, love the figs. They say, oh, these figs, I was raised with them as a child, or they're moving, or they just want to give them as gifts uh, uh, when you air layer or take a cutting. You're, you're going to have the identical plant to that as opposed to a seed. If you would save a seed, there's a chance that you would not get the exact same plant or taste or type or flower that you would when you air layer it. So it's a guaranteed way. Where are you taking the cutting from? It's, it's actually going to be off a non-fruiting stem, meaning that it can be a, a side shoot, a vegetative shoot. And you're actually taking the cutting off of that. Mm. And it's a mainstay. You want that stem to be probably a good inch to two inches in diameter. You couldn't do it off a small stem. I, I guess okay. you could. But it has to be big enough so that when you take that, 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 that woody part off. And so it doesn't need a root. It doesn't, basically what you're doing is you're, you're leaving the, the, uh, the plant that you're cutting on the, on the plant. So it still has uh, uh, food and water right, and nutrients right. going to it. Once you cut the woody part off and you you put some rooting hormone on there and you pack it in this sphagnum moss, it is still attached to the plant. So all you're doing with the sphagnum is adding moisture. And basically what it's doing is when you cut that cambium layer, you're cutting it, it's, it's not flowing like it used to be. So Mother Nature says, well, I'm going to make roots here. And so it, it, it makes roots there. And it, once this sphagnum moss fills with roots, you cut it right below it, and now you have a plant. Yeah, okay. and you still have the you still have the original plant. Doesn't affect that at all. Uh, and but now you have a plant that you can transplant into a container and grow it out, and then and then it's it's really really neat. You know, easily done. Warmer temperatures when you want to do it. It'll probably take I don't know a couple months before it's rooted out, depending on the time of year you do it. But you want to do it while it's while it's either uh, still warming up for the next two months. You wouldn't want to do it in October, and then temperatures are starting to decline. 
so you'd want to get it done next six or eight weeks, and and they'll start doing it in Mayish, and then you can do it all summer long. But uh, uh, again, that's why most people do it either the sentimental value or production value or just uh, the, the 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 quality of the fruit or whatever it is, and you can actually do several several sections depending on the size of the plant and it's just uh it works out really really good and it's becoming it was kind of a lost art but because mm. of the internet and people seeing how it's done and 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 it's, it's being explained so easily um more and more people are doing it cool all right switching now to uh the lawns jeff i know we talked about it, but we're starting to see this the deadly side web worm that are causing problems so you want to check your lawn you don't want to let it get too bad if start you start to see yellowing or browning in, 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 in bigger areas, you want to take care of it. And I think it's because of the moisture and the heat, and it's we're starting to see it. So if you've done preventative me- measures, I'd still spray again just to be sure uh, because the next two months is going to be when it's the most prominent. As soon as temperatures start to decline, uh, you'll see less of it. But you, they can cause major damage, as many people in the area know, has occurred at this time of year, uh, you, know, you know, over the past several years. So... Just look for the browning, and, and that's what we're starting to see. And I think it's directly uh, due to the amount of rain we're getting and, and uh, the fact that we didn't get much of a, uh, a winter. Uh, let's see, switching toward vegetables. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we talked a little bit about cabbage and all that. We're starting to get our cabbage plants in today and tomorrow, uh, cabbage and all that. But what I want to talk about was uh, lettuce, and this is just a generic lettuce. And I always used to tell people you, you don't want to plant lettuce till temperatures really get cool because what will happen with lettuce seed, uh, lettuce will go to seed rather quickly if it's, uh, if it's hot. And you can get them to germinate, and they'll grow, but they'll only get about maybe six or eight inches tall, and then they'll shoot a seed stem, and that's it. Once it shoots a seed stem, they're not growing anymore. So I used to tell the customers that, uh, uh, that it would be best to wait. However, uh, uh, I've learned that uh, some what some people are doing, and, and probably many people are getting this online, and, and it makes a lot of sense, is what they'll do is they'll overseed lettuce right now, meaning that instead of planting one, and, I, and I'm really, I'm not talking about head lettuce now, I'm talking about leaf lettuce, such as black-seeded Simpson, uh, uh, there's many different types of leaf lettuce, not, not going to make a head, so you're just harvesting the leaves. And but they're overseeding instead of putting one and make it let it, that one seed every twelve inches make a, a big bush of lettuce. They will plant maybe one every two or three inches. Just drill them, and so they're coming up really really thick. And even though they go to seed early, you have enough leaves to harvest, and that makes a lot of sense. So if you want to get an early start, that's how you do it with lettuce. They'll come up easy. You got to keep them wet, and uh, and and by overseeding, even though they may only be 10, 12 inches tall, if you have a, 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 a mass of them, then you can actually harvest that, and you have fresh leaf lettuce early, and that makes sense. Let me ask you, though, as far as uh, harvesting it, um, obviously you only want to harvest what you're going to use in X amount of time. Can, a- can you keep it on the vine or on the plant? Uh, no, you'd, ha- you'd have to harvest it. Uh, sooner than later okay. so you're right as as temperatures decline and you'd wonder when you harvest lettuce or something like that especially in the heat but just remember when you're planting this you're not going to be harvesting this till mid to late september so hopefully temperatures are milder but you want to do it 
or early, you want to harvest them early in the morning, uh, not in the middle of the day, and that'll allow them not to be, not to be too bitter or bitter at all. Uh, uh, but the bottom line is, is that yes, you're going to have to harvest them sooner than later. However, it does give you maybe a week window uh, to harvest. So if you have a bunch and you say, okay, I'm going to harvest these. Whereas the reverse is true in the fall, as temperatures get cooler, you do have a much longer okay. window okay. of harvesting. You can harvest one plant because, remember, at that point you can space them out further because these these plants will get much bigger individually. So depending on the type of lettuce, it may be 12, 18 inches apart, and you'll have one plant. And so when you harvest one, that will give you a, a, a nice meal or certainly a nice salad or salads, plural, depending on how many you're feeding. and uh, But they actually perform very well. But I thought it was a neat idea, and uh, it actually it, it actually works very well and, and prevents any uh, any issues. Uh, let's see. Leaf miners, we still get a lot of people called leaf miners, and leaf miners are the little white squiggly lines you see all over. I mean, it is really the worst it's going to be. You're just trying to slow it down. Um, you know, the big thing about leaf miners is that if you're going to start a new crop, such as cabbage or broccoli, you want to do preventive maintenance on that because it's not like in the spring when you plant your tomato plant, there are very few leaf miners, if any, out. But as time goes on, six or eight weeks later, you're going to start to see these squiggly lines, but the plant is much bigger by then, so it can pretty much sustain or overcome that problem. Whereas if you're going to start planting little plants and you know, the little cabbage and broccoli plants were getting maybe 8, 10, 12 inches tall. So you can see how if you start to get leaf miners when they're young, they will devour all the chlorophyll out of those leaves quickly, and you don't have many leaves left. So you do want to do some preventive maintenance on that and, and to slow that process down. And so what we recommend is when you plant your, your, your cabbage and broccoli early, uh, do preventive insect spraying. And, and, and that's kind of opposite what I normally say. I usually say you do preventive fungus spraying, but only use only spray for insects when you have them. But in the fall with young plants, because the insect population is so high, you do want to do a little preventive maintenance, especially when it comes to the leaf miner, which will basically take one leaf, and then, and then within two weeks there will be no green left in that leaf. It's all little lines all over it. And when you have no green, it can't make food. Remember, fertilizer just makes leaves, not food. The f- food is coming through the chlorophyll uh, and the sun. Uh, more leaves you have, the more food that plant's going to have, and that's the point of fertilizer. But, but anyway, so uh, that's kind of what you want to do. But Jeff, we're kind of in between seasons, but uh, won't be long. We, we're getting closer and closer, and boy, the tropics have looked really, really good. Uh, I know it's too early to say anything about that, but I was glad to see this little um, area of disturbed weather petered out. Uh, not that it didn't look like it would be a threat to the Gulf, but it just an indication that it's not conducive right now for development. That's right. And apparently, that I don't know how true this is, Jeff, but I heard somebody say that the dust may the Saharan dust the Saharan dust may prevent formation. I don't know, but if it is, bring it on. We can take a little dust. Yeah, uh, and and uh, and we, no we don't need to breathe. <laughs> That's right. You know. Well, you know, interesting about that, I saw on TV uh, yesterday uh, the uh, uh, a tire plant blew up, exploded somewhere, and they showed on TV, and the, you could see the uh, uh, the what was being admitted was thick and dark, and they didn't know if it was bad. They were, they were telling everybody to shelter in place, 
And, the, and what they meant by shelter in the place was stay in your home, close the windows, and turn off your air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not good. Why couldn't you get in your car, turn off the air conditioner, and drive away? Yeah. Uh, where, where was that? It, it was Indiana, Illinois, but that was— Hopefully it wasn't too hot. Uh, that's, that was, I was going to say down here, there's no way. But even, yeah. even up there in the middle of the day, I don't know. But anyway, that's my rant. Got you there. Anything else uh, you wanted to share today? Jeff, I think that's it. All right. Uh, again, appreciate you coming by, and we'll have a photo of some of the stuff uh, on the website along with this conversation at Kane1240.com. Richard, see you next week. Thank you, Jeff. You bet. Uh, we will take a short break and then back into, yeah, we'll have a little time. Tell you what, I think I'll just do that right now. Jump right back 